All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, February 14th of 2023 here. Valentine's Day. Do not forget to say happy Valentine's Day to your significant other or spouse. Might be the most important thing you hear on the show today. But that being said, happy to get going here. Happy to be back. Was not here yesterday. Thank you to Jordan for stepping in. I'm, I'm sure plenty of people like having Jordan back, uh, original Office Hours host. Sometimes jumping on here feels like, you know, I'm, I'm Didi Gregorius trying to take over from when Jeter retired, but uh, nevertheless, do my best here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use SaberSim, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server or live in the YouTube chat. If you guys are not joined up in the Discord, there's a link in the description below. Highly recommend it. As always, a lot of good DFS conversation happening over there each and every day. Uh, but that being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here, and we are just going to jump right in. So have a couple questions to get us going. We will see where we go from there. If anybody has any questions, uh, now is always a good time to get those in. But, uh, but one housekeeping item before we get started, there was a question last week from Patrick about uh, whether or not we will have XFL support. We will not be uh, supporting XFL. We will not have Sims. We will not have the slates loaded up in the app. So I just wanted to make sure I hit that there because I did not get back to Patrick. But all right, first question here from Moose Crossing 9 said, is there a way to enter your lineups from SaberSim only using your phone? Yes, there is. I did send these um, tutorials to Moose Crossing, but just for anybody out there who uh, ever has any of these like how-to type of questions, a great resource is our support documentation. If you go over to the settings drop down on the right-hand side, click this help button. It'll take you to our like our uh, support page. And then you can go down to these frequently asked questions, hit view more here. It'll take you to like a library of, of articles and videos. And you know, there are 43 articles in this entire collection. What you could do, what I would just do is do a keyword. So I would just type like phone here in the top. And then it'll say, how can I get my lineups into my contest on DraftKings on my phone? How can I get my lineups into my contest on FanDuel on my phone? So this is a great place. You know, these these videos are short. You can click on these. Uh, this is probably like a two-minute video. And, and we walk through how to do it on mobile. So I did send these to Moose Crossing. Let me know if you have any uh, questions about it. But this is a great resource for anybody looking for like a how-to uh, uh, use our app in, in any way, shape, or form. So going to get SaberSim pulled back up here. Going to keep rolling. Uh, next question was from Jordan Vigo. This looks like it's actually about XFL. So Jordan Vigo said, how does smart randoms work for sports where SS isn't using Sims, XFL, college sports, etc.? Uh, so great question here for uh, college sports specifically. I'm going to pull up what's a good one here. Uh, let's do college. I'll just use college basketball for instance here. So for college basketball, we do not have Sims. You can, the slates are loaded up in the app with player IDs, with salaries. So you can use SaberSim to build as if it was a traditional optimizer. What a, um, what a smart randomness slider is doing. So 
basically it is treating every player as if they are normally distributed where their range of outcomes is the shape of a bell curve you get you know google bell curve or or uh I, I, yeah i would just like google like a bell curve and, and see what that looks like see what the range of outcomes looks like uh that is not you know a true range of outcomes this is why we like to sim all of the sports for all of the slates because a lot of times the distributions are not so uh normal what a randomness slider is doing is it is determining how wide of from the distribution that it samples basically so the higher the randomness uh the the further that distribution gets closer to you know uh like you have like one standard deviation two standard deviations three standard deviations i'm pretty sure it's like 99.7 percent of the bell curve so so taking in a wide range there so the higher the randomness is uh the further that distribution goes into the curve so that is what the smart randomness slider does for any sport that we do not offer sims for all right good question there next question here from sl pendy is is my guess here and the question says if you are following the bankroll management rules using diversifiers and elevators, should you create different build for the different contest sizes, or do you use the largest contest to build all your lineups? Say you have two 20 max and two single max. Okay, good question here. Gonna hover back to NBA for this one. So, uh, you know, for those of you guys not familiar with the profit plan, it is over on the YouTube channel. Uh, it is a great resource for contest selection. We, we love talking about it here. So I'm sure plenty of you have heard of it before. But for anybody who hasn't, you go over to YouTube, you go over to the homepage, this new here, start here first section, start winning more with our DFS profit plan. What it does is it basically uh, suggests to create, um, to treat your single entry and three max contests as one build and your 20 max and 150 max contests as a separate build. What SL Pendy here is, is asking is like, you know, what if you have different types of 20 maxes and 150 maxes, how do you handle that? Good question. What what I like to do personally is, you know, if I have like a, maybe, you know, I have a 20 max where the sliders are 248, and then I also have a 150 max uh, over 50K where the sliders are like 2510. You can either do one of two things. You can either um, average them out. So maybe, you know, it's like 248, and two five ten, maybe I use like two four not two five nine two four nine, or you can just take the sliders from the uh, bigger contest. I will say that even on like a five game NBA slate like tonight, you know I don't love using sim diversity at ten. You know, at sim diversity at ten is taking single slate optimals and building the optimal construction from from um, from that as opposed to where sim diversity is at nine, where it is taking a bucket of sims and using, you know, the average uh, from the average player, the average projection that that player scores across the bucket. So, you know, if if one low, low projected guy has like a ceiling outcome, you know, he can get into your lineups easier when the sim diversity is at 10. But if the sim diversity is at nine, you know, he could have one really good game and then, you know, maybe back to his average, which is fairly low, and uh, that that helps him to only come up at, at a better rate where on a slate where the optimal is probably not needed, you're not going to need the optimal on a five-game NBA slate most of the time. So I, I prefer to, you know, keep that sim diversity at nine for the most part. 
in this way, but you can kind of average the correlation and ownership sliders based on the different contests or use the highest setting. I think those are both fine options. And second part of the question, uh, you know, would you do one elevator build for like one set in a second elevator build? I would probably just do one. I would probably just do one elevator build and one diversifier build. Regardless, I, I wouldn't do two elevator builds or two diversifier builds. So that that is the way I would think about it. Uh, I, I think that in a sport like basketball, a lot of times, you know, you're going to be working on doing late swaps or late breaking news, and it's going to be really hard to run multiple builds. I think two is probably already hard enough to handle. Uh, once we get into like three, four, I think it gets really, really hard. So I, I don't think you're losing too much by combining your elevators. All right. Uh, next question here from Chase H. And Chase said, uh, so Jordan talked yesterday about sim integrity, but that on big slates, it doesn't matter as much because there are so many viable lineups. Is a four game still a big enough slate to where there are a lot of viable lineups? Yeah, I think this is just building on the last question we answered, kind of talking about sim diversity. So, you know, even, even you know, if this was a four game, uh, I, I would still be okay using sim diversity at nine. I think that the only time I would probably want to use Sim Diversity 10, where we're taking single slate optimals to, you know, try and build the optimal lineup, where I am very concerned about Sim integrity, it's probably on showdowns and two game slates for sure. I think three is like kind three game slate is kind of where uh, you could go either way. You know, that's where the the water gets like a little muddier. You know maybe the optimal is found maybe it's not maybe you got to get really close so i think like on a three game slate you know i'm open to trying out sim diversity nine and seeing where that goes or you know you could also try sim diversity 10 that's okay too but i think that you know showdown in two game for sure you probably want to use sim diversity 10 and then after that you could use uh either or some combination depending on the contest type maybe you want to use sim diversity 10 for your diversifiers where you're 150 maxing and then use like a uh, lower diversity for your single entry and three max. I think that is an okay approach too, especially when so many uh, people, if you are 150 maxing are maxing out are putting in a lot of lineups. I think that can make some sense. I do see some viability for it in that type of uh, format. All right. Uh, next question here from Jay and Zook. And this is our last question in the discord. Haven't seen any questions roll in in the YouTube chat. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. We'll see what we do after this one. All right, question is, is there a way to see points per minute? And also, is there a way to edit minutes projected if we think a certain player will play more? And then follow up to that was, I've noticed other people rocking a Sabertim avatar on DK at the top. Is there an incentive to doing that or just they rep in the brand? Okay, so uh, I will answer this first part first. Is there a way to see points per minute? And also, is there a way to edit minutes projected? So there's not a great way to do it in the app. Uh, you're going to have to like bust out the calculator app on on you know, on know the computer. Uh, if, if you have a calculator, I keep one close here. So, so if you want to know the fantasy points per minute of a player, all you got to do is you, take, is you uh, take this my projection and divide it by minutes. So I would do for Giannis here, projected 57.48. Uh, fantasy points and then projected 33.37 minutes i would just do a calculation there so 57.48 divided by 33.37 i could just do that here and we could i could i'll show you guys this is something i do regularly myself 
because I like to look at it from this standpoint. So I'm just going to do 57.48 divided by 3.37. Fantasy points per minute would be 1.72 approximately. So let's say, you know, I'm doing research. I'm I'm looking at, uh, you know, all of the research forms that Jordan and I went over in the NBA research video over on the YouTube channel. I'm looking at, you know, basketball reference. I'm looking at popcorn machine. I'm looking at court IQ. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at depth charts. I'm looking at a bunch of different things, which are all free to use tools. And I think that Giannis is going to play 36 minutes and not 33. I think his average is closer to 36 for whatever reason for this game. Right. So I'm just going to take that fantasy point per minute that I did on my calculator of 1.72. And then I'm going to multiply it by 36. That's going to come out to 62.01. Now all I'm going to do is I'm going to change his projection to 62.01. This is a way of kind of uh, getting what you want with a with a workaround, right? I'm not a, I'm not directly affecting the minutes, but I am using the fantasy point per minute that Saber Sim has as a baseline, and adjusting the minutes from there. So it's not it's not perfect. I'm not directly adjusting the minutes here. You know, in in to the builder, this looks like a fantasy point per minute adjustment, but really I am just trying to find a way to kind of hijack the builder into giving me closer to what I want. So this is how I would go about uh, adjusting the minutes, which is something I do normally, right? I look at the fantasy point per minute. I'm not, I'm not questioning the fantasy point per minute that SaberSim is providing because a lot of things go into that, right? Matchups, pace, stats, uh, you know, things that, things that I'm not looking into things that I couldn't handle on my own. So I am trusting Saberson to give me the fantasy points per minute, but then I am specifically looking at the minutes and how much I think players are going to play and adjusting the projection to account for that difference if I think it's there. So this is exactly how I would do it. And then let's say James said, thank you. That's what I've been doing. Just seeing if I was missing an easier method. Yeah, not really. I think this is like the most efficient way to do it at the moment. Um, so, so for anybody watching, you know, that is how I would do it. That is also how Jordan and I, lay it out if anybody's looking into you know trying to add value through research you can go over the youtube channel go over to playlists go over to how to beat nba dfs in 2022 and we go into like advanced research strategies about how to um find situations where there is inherently not a lot of data which makes it hard to model and where you could take a stand in 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 one direction or another in this upgrade your nba dfs process with this nba research strategy it was a really good video we had a really good time doing it so if you haven't watched it i would recommend checking it out all right uh looks like that is our last question at the moment i'm actually going to bring up my screen uh we're gonna we're gonna look at the nba injury report for today looks like we got a five game slate if anybody has any questions now is a great time to get them in while we do kind of like our injury first look, something we've been doing to uh, kind of kill some time and, and let people ask some questions while while we are waiting. So gonna gonna give this a run through here. I like to, you know, do this. And oh, uh, one more question from JN Zook here. Asked, what about the avatar? Yes. So that is part of our uh, winner circle promotion. So if you go over to sabersim.com, up at the top, you're gonna see the winner, winner circle. And what this is, it's, it's like kind of like a rewards program where basically, you know, the rules are up here under this read full rules. And uh, what it is, is I'll roll through this here. If you finish in the top five of a contest for at least $1,000, 
Um, only the prize for your highest finishing entry will count. The prize must be at least 10 times the entry fee. The contest must have at least 100 entrants. And you must use one of our one of our logos, which you can find up at the top uh, that we have up here under this sabersim.com DFS logos and avatars for there's like a FanDuel version, a DraftKings version, a Yahoo version. And if if you are using it, you finish at the top of a contest, we get prizes away. So if you win a million dollars, win a million maker, you get free Sabersim for life. You get a you get a engraved custom Rolex. You get a swag box. You get a T-shirt, hoodie, hat, and backpack. That is at, at the highest tier. And then at the 100K tier, you get a free year of Saber Sam, a swag box, T-shirt, hoodie, hat, backpack. And then the prizes uh, go down. So, you know, along with all these great prizes, you get to be featured here on the page. Uh, we have a special section section for the Max Challenge winners, which were all the people who participated in the Max Challenge. That ended up t- taking the contest down. We had four winners take down the Max Challenge this year. So this is why people wear the avatar to get all of these free awesome prizes at the 10k tier you get three months of saber sim and then at the 1k tier i believe you get one month of saber sim along with the swag box which includes the t-shirt and um i think i think it comes with uh, koozies and a water bottle if i'm not mistaken you get some stickers as well so that that is uh, a free promotion that we do when you win you just got to post it on twitter tag us at saber sim and our support team will reach out to you and uh, let you know about all of the awesome prizes. So fun promotion we do. It, it's it's great to see people winning and uh, repping the brand. So get in on the action, download an avatar, and take down a contest and share it on Twitter, and we will get you some free swag there. But good question. Thank you for reminding me about that one. All right. Uh, still, still no more questions. Anybody has any questions now is a great time to get them in. Let's see what we got today. It looks like we got a five game slate. Uh, quite a lot of big names here. Questionable, you know, Al Horford, Robert Williams, they both missed a game. I think like last Wednesday, uh, haven't been keeping up if they've been playing or not since then. Cole Anthony was out yesterday, I believe. And, and Fultz just had like a huge game with him out. Precious here, Gary Trent, some 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 smaller names, but but still important here. Uh, actually, is is Precious, or am I thinking about somebody else here? I think Precious is a big name, fifty six hundred. Not not uh, definitely noteworthy, right? Look at all these minutes here: thirty three minutes, approximately twenty seven minutes. So like that's a lot of minutes that got to get distributed. You know, will Jacob Potal play more, or is he still kind of like on a minutes limit, which he's been for a while? Ananobi out. Uh, so, so interesting to see what happens here with Toronto. You know, both of these games are at lock, so we should know what is going to happen from there. I think where it gets pretty interesting is this late window. You know, we, we have two games starting, and then we have kind of like a big gap here before any late news comes out. So the fact that Jeremy Grant, Kyle Kuzma, and Clay Thompson are all questionable in the last two games of the night, you know, could be some good opportunities to build in some late swap flexibility. And I think on these smaller slates, you know, you're going to need to get different with ownership, uh, with, with, you know, ownership um, taken into account with correlation taken into account. I think any ownership discount that you can get for, for good plays is ultimately a good thing. Right. So I think tonight on like a five game slate, I would probably be interested in building in some late swap flexibility and optimizing for a scenario where I can get to 
the best plays if these players do indeed sit. So seeing our questionables, let's go see who's out. Oh, wow. I did not know that Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum are all out tonight. So we should see probably a lot of value here on Boston. So if we just go to Boston. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is, he, he, we're showing him as questionable. It looks like he is indeed in from like 36 minutes ago, according to Basketball Monster. So him playing, uh, Derek White has, has been crushing it lately. So, you know, probably we'll see some value here. I think especially if like Horford or Robert Williams uh, end up missing, but definitely keeping my eye on Boston today. I do think, you know, we're going to see the ownership probably just like shoot through the roof for these guys. A lot of times from, from what I've noticed is that value at lock tends to be tends to get inflated ownership. It is like the value after lock that tends to get the depressed ownership, which is why I'm very interested in optimizing for a scenario where, you know, either Clay sits, Kuzma sits, or Jeremy Grant sits. In this later window, you'll probably get the biggest ownership edge from doing something like that. Let's see who else is out here. Uh, we did see that Ananobi was out already. Malik Monk, you know, one of the first guys off the bench, probably worth noting. Maybe uh, Kevin Herter plays a couple extra minutes, not sure. Nurkic is still out. So, I, I mean, you know, with Nurkic out, and then if Jeremy Grant sits, uh, that'll be interesting, right? Maybe Trenton Watford gets gets a lot of playing time. I, I mean, in my opinion, I think that Watford is is the better uh, fantasy producer over Eubanks. I think Eubanks has, like, had a ton of opportunities and like just has not been a, a big uh, fantasy contributor. I don't know too much about like basketball overall. Maybe he's like a great defensive guy. Maybe, you know, he's like a role player, but uh, if you give me the option between Watford and Eubanks, I'm probably leaning Watford, especially at lower salary here. Uh, and, and just about the same ownership at this time in the day. So those are things I'm thinking about ahead of tonight's slate. Uh, those are things that I would recommend keeping your eye on, you know, not, not trying to give too many takes, but just trying to help you guys uh, be on the lookout for things that could ultimately affect your fantasy lineups and uh, just give you some thoughts about different ways to approach tonight's slate. But uh, jumping back here, not, not seeing anything else come in here. Uh, you know, it is a uh, sad time of the year. Football is indeed over, but, but, you know, this is a great week to be playing DraftKings on NBA. They are running their Micro Millionaires promotion, which is basically where they uh, try and promote bigger size contests for NBA for all the people, you know, who are uh, getting off of NFL and want to try a new sport. So definitely a great week to be playing contests. You know, it's not only NBA. I think they're running for PGA. Uh, you know, Daytona is coming up this weekend on uh, the 19th for NASCAR. So they should have good contests across all the sports. If, if NBA is not your sport, you know, I think tonight is, is a great opportunity to try out some of those micro millionaire contests because, you know, after lock, there's only two late swap windows. So not a lot of monitoring and, and it shouldn't take up too much of your night looking at these two swap windows there, but just looking ahead to the week, guys, if anybody has any, com any questions about, Golf strategy, I believe there's MMA this weekend, there's NASCAR, uh, still plenty of sports to talk about, even though football is over. But that being said, uh, we are going to call it there 
for today. We'll be right back tomorrow for our Wednesday show, 2 p.m. Eastern. We do this show Monday through Friday. If I'm out, Jordan will pick it up. And I appreciate Jordan one more time for picking up for me yesterday was traveling. But until then, I will see you all. Good luck in your contests. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day and have questions, throw them in the Office Hours channel. Get us a steady queue of questions for tomorrow's show. All right, take care.